Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's a pain-free Friday for us. Dolan out, minutes on the mahogany, waxing it up. 100, 200, the bad seat, the broken bad apple with a bad attitude. Bad, 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 We are live in the Magic City Studios in the Barola Palace, right across the river into the woods from where Granny loves a little afternoon super silver haze in New York City. The Big Apple. Ooh. People dressed in plastic bags, Dorothy Travis, I'm gonna have a shake it up to do. I'm gonna come around like the flats of party up. Rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown with the best of tides and tatter brains splattered all over Manhattan. It's only rock and roll, but I like it. Yes, I do, but I like it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what's gigging? I'm Pharrell, along with your boy Carver High this afternoon. Mafia running it with Hayden Fried, LTN, and Kansas City Mo, a birthday roll call. Mario Chalmers, 37, Mercedes Lewis, 39, George St. Pierre, 42, KG, 47, the big ticket, London Fletcher, 48, KJ Choi, 53, Richard Dumas, 54, Paul Justine, 55, along with James Parrish, John Freeze, 56, Mark Barrello, 57, Keith Jennings, 57, Bill Lambeer, the dirty Lambeer, 66 today, Ed Whitson, 68, and Rick Cerrone, 69. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Scotty Scheffler, the leader over DeChambeau by a stroke. Corey Connors also won back at Oak Hill in Rochester where uh, the rain is coming down. It's not pouring. They're still playing in it at this point. The Nuggets escaped the Lakers' upset bid last night in game two. Beat them by five. They lead the series two zip. Too bad I had five and a half. Cover! Jamal Murray went off in the fourth. He scored 23 in the fourth quarter. It was unbelievable. They didn't guard him. Michael Malone, tired of the Lakers, being the focus of everyone's attention. Joker talking. LeBron talking. His ankle is banged up. He says nothing will keep him from playing in game three Saturday night in la-la-la-la Lipstick City. The NBA world uh, finding out how good the Nuggets are, obviously. We got your series odds and game three odds as well. Davis Maddock will join us from Fantasy Sports today to break down our DFS lineups for tonight in baseball. See who he's stacking. Rob Raines from stlouissportspage.com will join us. He covers the Cardinals. They've turned it around in St. Louis. They got a big weekend set already underway against the Dodgers, and they beat their ass last night 16-8. Tonight's NBA game is Miami-Boston game two at the Garden in Beantown. 
We got the most bet player props. Nick Nurse interviewing for the Sixers job. Harden expected to sign in Houston. The WNBA opening night is tonight. We got your odds and title odds. We'll keep you updated on the golf all day. We've also got a little Victor Hovland for you, DeChambeau for you on losing all that weight. I think he looks fantastic. I'm kind of pulling for him, to be honest. And uh, Coach James Young will join us on the line, share to break down tonight's game and talk NBA rack. How about the Panthers beat the Canes 3-2 to two in four overtimes? Carver High nailed it at plus 300. How about an overtime game? And we got one. We got four of them. Four overtimes. I had the Canes betting. What a way to go down the drain in four overtimes. You got to be kidding me. Do they have anything left for the rest of the series? We got Kachuk's winner, Paul Maurice, Rod Brindamore on the show today. Series odds, Florida Carolina game two odds in Raleigh tomorrow night. Peter DeBoer talking, Cassidy talking, because tonight it's Dallas and Vegas. We'll get into that. Game one, odds, odds to win the cup, you name it. Kyle Dubas won't be back as the Leafs GM and Batman's meeting with Joel Quenville to talk about his status in the league if he can coach again. We welcome our radio affiliates, Sirius XM Channel 159ers, our satellite partners all over the Southern Hemisphere, Sports Byline USA, Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in San Diego, near Tijuana, do you wanna? We got today in Carver High History, plus Mafia uh, do our violence segment today on a Friday per usual. Bare knuckle fighting tonight in Omaha, Omaha. We'll talk Haney Loma tomorrow night, also a UFC fight night card, and the Nagano deal that he signed with the PFL, allowing him to box on the side with a little side hustle. Yankees beat the Jays 4-2. That's three of four, Toronto. How do you like them apples? We beat your ass. You're trying all these conspiracies and cheating and everything else. Then you get your ass beat. It's time to, like, come to reality there. Aaron Judge with a six home run in six games. Cards beat the Dodgers, as I said earlier. Freddie Freeman had a grand slam for his 300th career homer. We got all the baseball. Cleveland beat the White Sox. Marlins over the Nats. Mets beat the Rays and won that series. The Polar Bear hit another home run. Angels over the 0-6-5. We got your MVP odds, Cy Young odds, tonight's games. Good ones. Gallon pitching in Pittsburgh for Arizona against the Bucks. Yankees are in the Queen City. Baltimore's in Toronto. Seattle at Atlanta. That should be a good one. Also, uh, Dodgers cards again. Boston at San Diego at Petco where the ice cream's good. Miami and San Fran. Alcantara and DeSclafani there. Adam Kaplan will join us, our NFL insider from Philadelphia. Plus, the Preakness Stakes is tomorrow at Pimlico. Have you ever run on a porta potty drunk in the rain? No? Steelers have re signed uh, Mitch Trubisky to an extension. The Super Bowl, number 60, will be at Levi's in Santa Clara, Cali. And San Diego announced as an MLS 30th franchise, Machado owns a piece of the team. We got it all for you. Rain at Oak Hill. We're getting you ready for tonight. Two big games, NBA and NHL. Let's go. It's coast to coast. Join us. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. 
It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. It's smarter to be on Sportsgrid. Get our new app on uh, iOS or Android. It's unbelievable. It's got all the video streaming, the audio streaming. You can follow your favorite hosts, scores, news, analytics, stats, odds, in-game odds. It's got it all. The Sportsgrid app is phenomenal. Go to sportsgrid.com watch to see all the platforms that we're on. I wanted to tell you about the MLB bet and get. Get the... BetMGM app, if you don't have it already, sign up, deposit 10 into your account, place a pregame money line, wager of at least 10 on any baseball game at standardized price. You're going to get bonus bets. That's money instantly, regardless of the outcome of your wager. The amount of bonus bets depends on what's allowed in your state. You're good to go. So Connors has caught Scheffler at five under, DeChambeau one back, Bradley Hovland two back at Oak Hill, Carver High. We were just talking about uh, our guy who you hate and you still bet on him, and so did I, uh, Xander Shoffley. A horrible start yesterday on literally the first tee shot. He shanked it left a mile, was in all kinds of trouble, found himself four over at one point, then fought himself back to two over, and then went out today, got to even, and then dropped uh, the back nine four more strokes. So he's Explain it to everybody where he is, I mean, uh, schematically for us. We're looking for a top 20. He's off the pace of of the leaders by nine. And what's his status for the top 20? He's about three strokes back from where the guys in in the 20 range are right now. It's unfortunate because, like you said, he had such a bad start yesterday. For him to fight back, get himself to even two double bogeys, on the back nine today, Scotty, including his last hole of the day. So he was at plus two, could have got back in the house, even real good shape, and he doubled uh, the ninth because he started on hole 10 today. So he played the front nine second. He doubled that ninth hole going into the clubhouse. He's going to make the cut. Uh, he's T54 right now, and that's only going to get better uh, with the carnage that's going on out there right now. But I think anybody that makes the cut is going to have a chance uh, to move themselves up uh, this board on Saturday and Sunday. Backdraft into a top 20. Somebody gets real hot into a top 10. There's birdies out there today. Uh, You're seeing it in some of the scores. Uh, Some guys just have to go and get it, Scotty. That's for sure. Well, it's interesting. Uh, Last question. Do you think they'll get it in? It doesn't look like it's uh, it's horribly black or anything there. It just, you know, it's not raining this second. 
but it is kind of on and off, intermittent. Yeah, I, I think they're going to get everything in. It's going to rain all day tomorrow as well uh, for the third round. Sunday looks like it's going to be an excellent day out there uh, in Rochester, but, but they're going to play through some rain uh, the rest of today and probably all the, you know, everybody who's teeing off probably from noon on tomorrow is going to play in a steady rain uh, for pretty much their entire round. What does round. that do to the putting? I mean, that's, this is about putting for dollars. What is it going to uh, do to those yeah. greens and to everyone's putting? It's so hard already, uh, and Not now it's going to slow it down and make it trickier. Might, you know, it, it works both ways sometimes. You know, sometimes it gets a little wet out there, and on a tough course like this, could neutralize it a little bit. Uh, it, it could help some things out uh, for some guys if it gets a little wet and a little soft uh, around those greens. So I, I don't think it might be the worst thing for some guys to score uh, for them. Now, I mean, we don't want torrential downpours. You know, that's, that's not going to help because that means they're going to send them inside. Uh, right. What I can't get over is, is that, you know, Scheffler's got, you know, he's got 46, 47 holes left to play in this thing in what is a super tough course and he's plus 125 live to win it. Like, that's stupid. Like, uh, think about how hard this track is, and he's plus 125 right now to win it. It's on, you know, it's unbettable almost, right, Scotty? With that many holes uh, to bet him at plus 125, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, I'd, like, I'd be looking for yeah. guys to get him. I I'd be looking for guys Me to too. get him right now, especially after this round finishes up today. You get a good look at the board going into round three tomorrow. I would look for some guys within two to four or five shots behind him and hope that at some point he's going to get a little bit of the action that these guys have gotten yesterday and today uh, with, some, with some tough play. Well, I mean, it boils down to missing pots. If you're going to catch him, he's got to miss some pots, and he just hasn't been missing pots. And, I, you know, i got to be honest with you. I've never liked... Uh, DeChambeau, uh, right. his act wore thin on me with the whole, I'm going to eat 7,000 calories a day and I'm going to drive every green. <laughs> and, and, you know, he's, he was really kind of a D on tour, right? No one liked him. Yes. Uh, and he, since 20, hasn't won. Uh, he won the U.S. Open and then he hasn't sniffed anything since. He got basically fat. Then he lost all that weight. We talked about this yesterday. I think he looks magnificent. He's still crushing the ball. And he looks happy and like he's having fun. He's smiling. He's being cool, affable. He's not unapproachable. Uh, you know, this Reed guy is the exact opposite. Everybody hates him. Uh, he's got yeah. that whole thing where no one likes him. Fans, players. Uh, I think DeChambeau, something happened to him where he, I think, probably noticed. This is my guess. He noticed that everybody's starting to hate him and he right. changed his ways. And he's being cool, and he lost all that weight, and he's just trying to find his groove again. And I think he's found it, and I would love to see him do well for his own uh, person. You know what I mean? Like, I'm kind of rooting for the right. guy, and I've always hated him. I'm rooting for him now because I got to tell you, I'm not – Scheffler's too boring for me. He's like a robot. He's he just goes out and beats boring. everybody, and he's a robot. He doesn't smile, nothing. He's just miserable. I don't like that. I, I'm, not, I'm not into him. So – I'm rooting for anybody but him. That's called the field. Well, and, and that also happens when a guy gets as good as he is and he's winning all the time now. And he, you're right, he has no personality. You know, it's, he's got zero. Uh, it's like, 
he's got the personality of the wall. You just you get nothing out of him. He's a tremendous golfer, but he just doesn't have that. Like, I think that Rom is super engaging. Like, you listen to Rom talk at the press conferences. I think it's Rom cool. is engaging and he's cool and and all that thing. And we know what Rory is when he's good uh, and how he talks. Scheffler is dry as paint. It's it just it doesn't happen. Now, Bryson, you're right. I think he didn't like the fact that everybody started to hate him. Reed doesn't care that people hate him. He knows right. everybody hates him. He's, he's accepted it at this. He's accepted it at this point, and he just goes like he just basically flips him the bird, and just keeps playing golf. Whereas Bryson, you're right. I think it hurt his feelings, per, you know, saying it that way. That from 20 to 20 and 2020, 2021, he became like this bad guy. The stuff with Brooks, uh, yeah. everything else that was going on, and now. I got a little clip of him later on that we'll play on, on C2C where he's talking right. about losing the weight. And uh, I'm hoping that he's in this for the whole weekend uh, because he is an engaging guy, and I think it's going to be fun. Keegan Bradley, too, Scotty. Let's not forget about him yeah, at three him. under and two back with a fat ticket going into the weekend. Hey, right. if Keegan Bradley, if he wins on Sunday, Scotty, I can lose every other ticket. We'll be just yeah. fine uh, if Keegan wins. The way the guy... <laughs> The way the guy plays, he reminds me of the guy that uh, you play with that loves to bet on every uh, round and every yeah. hole, and, and he yep. just, no matter what, goes for it. Like, he just yep. goes for it on the golf course. It's like, all right, I got to draw this ball, and I got to hit it 210. I'm going to pull out the uh, three iron, and I'll let's just rip it and go for it. He's not a wussy. He goes for yep. it. He tries to win. He tries to hit the stick. I like the guy's game. He's nuts. And uh, he's a crazy East Coast guy. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. Davis Maddock is the host of Fantasy Sports Today, along with Scoop Mish on Saturday mornings at 8. Check him out on Sports Grid TV and on our radio affiliates. He's also on Coast to Coast every day, rocking it with Uncle Futrelli, doing DFS, baseball, football, 
uh, we gamble heavily on golf. I mean, he's got a, all kinds of side pieces going today in other sports. He just asked me about Haney and Loma, how much money to bet on that tomorrow. Anyway, uh, Davis, I want to start with the Yankees. Uh, after all that, uh, you know, the international incident, and I know I've talked about this before with you, but I was like, yesterday I was like, the, go in and kick their ass again and take the series three out of four, and we'll see what they're crying about after that because – they really did start banging the ball up in Toronto. They won three of the games. Judge is suddenly on fire after they accused him of cheating. And now, in my opinion, they get to go take advantage of the Reds. They do. I mean, it's uh, it's a nice it's a nice little spot in the schedule for them because they should probably be able to get a good little run out of that. And then they go and play against Baltimore, who uh, I mean, they are tearing the cover off the ball. They they are no absolutely hit. Yeah, they, they are a problem. But, I mean, you know, that does sort of set up nice for them to make a little run because they are two games back of uh, two games back of the win column, more if you include the losses with Baltimore. But I guess, you know, if they if they have a good little week, if they go five to seven in this little run right here, then, I mean, I think probably we're, we're going to have a little bit less panic there in in the boroughs because then if they, if they get a good run against the Orioles, they'll be second in the division. I mean, I continue to think the Boston Red Sox are, are not really a serious part of this. I mean, I don't, I don't think the Red Sox have the hitting or the pitching, honestly. It, it, it really is crazy to me, though. We're, we're almost to Memorial Day, and every team in the AL East is, you know, three games above 500 or better. And, I mean, no division is even close to that. Every other team has at least one total seller dweller, basically. So yesterday we talked uh, on this show, not you and I, but we talked later about baseball in the show. And it was really about, I was arguing that Alonzo uh, would be my MVP with all the home runs and RBIs. And then they told me of the staggering lead that Acuna has over him in the voting. And even Fernando Tatis is above him. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like, uh, fair enough, he had two home runs off of Kershaw, but I'm not buying that he's the MVP in any world I'm living in. And I know Acuna's uh, scored more runs and is hitting for average, but, I mean, how do you ignore a guy with all those home runs and, and runs batted in? I'm about hitting home runs and driving in runs. I mean, you get on base, that's one thing. That's great. Congratulations. I love it. I need you on base to score runs. You're hitting 345. I'll give you a case of beer for that because no one hits uh, 220 in baseball anymore. You're in 345. You're a badass. Fair enough. But chicks dig the long ball. Home runs. Driving in runs. That's what it's about to me. What do you think of those three in that order of where it stands now? I mean, I think the odds are probably off just a little bit because Mookie Betts is actually ahead of Alonzo. I think I would take – I think I'd put Alonzo ahead of him. Also, you got to remember Acuna and Tatis play premium defensive positions too. Not that not that uh, Tatis is like an unreal defender. Acuna is a, a pretty good defender. But uh, I mean, look, voters they uh, they like they like the steals, and Acuna leads in uh, all the nerd stats. Right, wins above replacement, pitchers and hitters, offensive wins above replacement, on base percentage, all that stuff. I mean, he's getting on base like forty five percent of the time, which is like. I mean, that's obviously not going to happen for the entire season. You know, I mean, it, it's just not because that's like, you know, Barry Bonds peak juicing era type on base percentage. That's definitely going to go away. What I will say is that if Alonso goes on a sick run where he ends up hitting, 
you know, let's say he hits 55 home runs or something like that. As of right now, he's got 16. You are right. The voters will definitely throw everything else away and go with the home runs because Otani, if you look at all the nerd numbers last year, he's better than Judge in everything, right? Batting average, OPS plus, like all, all the nerd numbers. And he was also like the sixth best pitcher in the American League on top of that. But Judge hit 63 home runs, and that was all that matters. So if I'll just say if Alonzo gets to 50, he probably beats Acuna anyway. So, uh, yeah, we were arguing yesterday. We weren't arguing, but we were talking about Judge. And I was like, he hit 63 home runs. And they said, no, he hit 62. I was like, I thought he hit 63 home runs. Am I tripping? No, no, you're right. I, I, I misremembered it too. I misremembered it too. I just said 63. I'm looking at it right now. It's 62. So I guess, I guess it was. Why? Wow, that's great. That was like, a, that's like a, a little bit of Mandela effect. Both of us there just thought yeah. that he hit 63. I guess it was because the 62nd one or the 61st one was the big deal, and then he hit another one. But yeah, I, I would have sworn he hit 63. Yeah, that makes me angry. I lost that argument. Anyway, um, let me ask you about Ryan tonight for the Twins. He He's like unbeatable, but the Twins lineup is filled top to bottom with injuries. There are guys that can barely walk up to the plate. You got your guy broke his shin bone. You got Gallo all banged up. So Detmers is pitching against them tonight in Anaheim. And they were plus 110 this morning. Do they have a shot with that broken Twins lineup against a guy that might be the hottest pitcher in baseball? Yeah, I got a, I got a bet. I got a bet for this game. So I do, have the, I do have the Twins money line, and I do have the under on this game in the same game parlay. That'll be coming up on in-game live here on the network here in a little bit. But no chance am I betting against Joe Ryan right now. He's getting like double-digit swinging strikes in every single game he starts he's absolutely mowing dudes down he, he just made the cubs look silly and i mean it's not like he hasn't been tested this year he's had you know he's been against boston he's been against new york he's been in some really hitter friendly ballparks and uh you know these these projection models and these betting models they're a little bit slow to update for a guy like this right i mean joe ryan was a fine pitcher his first two seasons but not great gave up a little bit too many home runs walks some guys he's basically a little bit better than league average but I, I basically think you know all these big syndicates and everyone who's kind of setting the markets they just don't think joe ryan is as, quite as good as i think he is so i i think there's value on the twins money line tonight for sure so you're also on uh on top of ryan you're on uh, alcantara tonight against uh de sclafani at oracle in san francisco they're coming off a sweep of the uh phillies uh and the marlins are i think they've won four in a row so uh, the problem I have is is that Alcantara, A, hasn't won on the road, and B, he's barely done anything except uh, nothing this year. I mean, he's got one win. Uh, why are you on him tonight against uh, a guy that's actually pitched better than him and a team that's relatively, uh, you know, hitting the ball well? They scored a lot of runs against the Phillies. True. So, I, I mean, this ballpark is really good for Alcantara because he is a really good pitcher, but not a great starting pitcher, right? He's just not. He does not generate enough strikeouts. He's not Garrett Cole. He's not Max Scherzer. He's not, you know, even Joe Ryan, right? Ten double-digit strikeouts for Alcantara, like, never happens. But that ballpark is going to be perfect for him. He's going to be able to put balls in play. He's going to be able to give up some fly balls. They're not going to turn into runs. Also, I, I just think, like, the Giants are an offense. I kind of want – 
to fade. They are, you know, their bottom, their bottom third of the league in runs scored, but they've even been getting a little bit of lucky in terms of batting average on balls in play to get those runs that they've scored. They're not a particularly patient team. They don't take a ton of walks either. I, I just don't. I think they. Uh, I think they. You know, they're they're swinging toothpicks up there. Really is what it is. And. I, uh, I mean, Descalfani, I just, I just bet against this guy a lot. He's got these huge platoon splits, which I guess the Marlins can't really take advantage of because they don't have that many guys who are strong from the left side of the plate. Uh, they right. have, they have Arias and Wendell who are like fine, but I mean, I think I just am kind of betting on a little bit of regression here for Alcantara. So how, like, how did this guy win the Cy Young and then pitch this poorly uh, right after you know he wins the Cy? You're talking about he's not a great starting pitcher. The guy won the Cy Young, and now uh, he's very beatable. What I mean, what happened? I mean, basically what happened last year was he just – he. I mean, we talk about this a lot. He's one of these dudes who just goes deep in every game. He's going seven innings pitch, eight innings pitch. He led baseball. He had six complete games last year. I mean, is anyone even going to get four complete games, you know, as a starting pitcher this year? Probably not. Now, he also got – super lucky with hits and walks i mean he he basically uh i mean his whip was under one that, that like never happens it just honestly you never see that happen in baseball so he did get very lucky but he his skill set is also designed to benefit from getting lucky like if you put a lot of balls in play and you just happen to run hot you're going to be able to go deeper into games because you're not walking anyone that's that's really i should say his number one skill set is this dude does not give free passes to anybody he just he is just he has impeccable control he had 50 walks in 230 innings last year all right who's your uh hitters for tonight and your stacks all right couple hitters here we got bobby wood jr elite spot doesn't happen very often for the royals where they're actually in a spot to score some runs so anytime that they are you want to use a little bit of him against Michael Kopech, we got Alex Bregman with the platoon advantage, Nate Lowe with the platoon advantage. I think we uh, I think we see the Rangers actually put some runs up on the board tonight. And then the White Sox finally scoring a couple runs. We got Andrew Vaughn. He's been on he's he's uh, hitting a couple home runs over the last uh, few days. And then our stacks super easy. We have the uh, the Blue Jays in a uh, a really great spot for them against Kyle Gibson. Don't hate the Orioles either. And then anytime the Astros go up against a left-handed starting pitcher, Ken Waldachuk, they're just going to they're going to tee off, they're going to score. We're going to we're going to see some uh, some football numbers from the Astros. So I laid uh I laid a run and a half with the Astros tonight at Minute Maid. I also did it with the Braves against the uh Mariners uh, in Hot Town with Elder on the hill. Uh, enjoy the uh, baseball all weekend, Davis, and uh, have a good show tomorrow on Fantasy Sports Today. Sahada Scoop, the lead singer of Event Sevenfold, ladies and gentlemen, Davis. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. on C2C. Rob Raines uh, covers the Cardinals for uh, stlsportspage.com, stlsportspage.com, and he's been on the show a few times uh, talking about the cards. Good to see you, Rob. Thanks for joining us on C2C. So I want to start with this. They, they won the series against the Cubs. Then they swept the Red Sox. Then they won the series against the Brewers, and now they put 16 on the Dodgers last night at Bush have in your eyes, they turned the corner from their early month and a half long malaise. Well, it, it's easy to say yes, but it's also just a rel relatively short period of time too. So it, it's hard to say that that's really happened. They played really well for the last 10 days or so. They pitched better. Obviously, they're hitting better. 20 home runs in the last seven games, including the seven last night. So if that continues, yes, I will say yes. But they just didn't get out of the uh, worst record of the National League until last night. So they still have a lot of ways to go. So uh, when you when they were up in Boston sweeping that series and uh, finally hitting the ball – I mean, they got by the Cubs, but it was that series at Fenway for me that I noticed uh, a difference in their at-bats, that they were getting on base, that they were driving guys around and scoring runs. Uh, did you notice the change then, or or was it yeah. Yeah, after no, the big change was Nolan Arenado. I mean, he's the guy that was in a month and a half slump here. I mean, he'd done nothing basically for the first six weeks of the season, and all of a sudden he uh, he kind of broke out. And you you, all, you, you knew that you know Goldschmidt has, has been pretty consistent, and, and you knew that this team is going to rise or fall with those two guys leading the way. I mean, it, it's just the way that the lineup is constructed. I mean, Gorman has played really well, and they're getting good contributions from some of the other guys, but those two guys have to be the center core in the middle of the lineup, and they without one of them you know, firing on all cylinders with Arenado, it was a struggle. And now that he's hitting, it takes some of the pressure off some of the other guys, and it just makes, uh, you know, makes the whole team better. So last night, uh, were you surprised to see him, you know, put 16 on the Dodgers? Because I think that at some level, most betters, when they saw Urias was pitching for the Dodgers and old man Wainwright for the Cardinals, they thought it was going to be easy money with L.A., and it was anything but. Yeah, you don't expect them to hit four home runs off your ice in one inning. And, and you know, that that was kind of the shocker that they hit three of them back to back to back. So, uh, you know, and, and then they still had to fight for their life after the uh, the Dodgers came back. It's a 9-8 game going to the, the last couple of innings. So, you know, then they, they, they did get a couple more home runs. Contreras and Gorman hit the second home runs to make it, you know, the seven-run eighth inning. So, yeah, you don't expect anything like that. I mean, the Cardinals hadn't hit seven home runs in a game since 1996. They hadn't done it in a home game since 1940. So, you know, those things just don't happen very often. But it's, uh, you know, that 
I think they have something to prove. Don't forget, you know, we talk about, uh, you know, when the Cardinals were struggling, part of that struggles included being swept by the Dodgers in Los Angeles, uh, you know, th- three weeks ago, which they scored a combined six runs in the three games and hit no home runs. So I think they kind of had a little bit to prove and a little payback going on last night. So Rob Reigns with us. Uh, Contreras with a huge night last night, two home runs, six RBIs. Uh, how's that going so far? I mean, obviously last night it was going really well up until then. How's it been going? Well, he has two home runs and drives in six runs at night. Everybody's going to stop talking about what kind of catcher he is. I think that's that's one thing that's going to happen. I think, yeah, it's, it's been a weird start to the season. I mean, you know, you go out and spend $87 million on this guy and sign him to a five-year contract and, 23 starts in and he's like, oh, well, he can't catch for us right now. So, you know, that's just, it's been bizarre. And and then even when he came back and announced that he's going to start catching again, he basically said nothing had changed. He was still doing the same things that he was doing. So it's, they've done a lot of weird things so far this season, which is another reason why I'm kind of not ready to say that they're all the way back at this point. You know, there's still several games under 500. As I say, they still have four clubs ahead of them in the, in the National League standing. So, you know, in National League Central standing. So, um, but he's got to be a key thing too. And I, th- I do think that if he's hitting well, and playing well offensively, we won't hear as much about his, his uh, whether he's catching well or not catching well. And I think part of that problem, too, is they, they kind of threw him under the bus when it really was the starting pitching performances that were really causing a lot of the problems. And I think the pitchers had to step up and own up to that a little bit, that some of that problems that were going on were their fault, not his. So let's break down uh, some of their uh, pitchers. Uh, at the very least, start with Flaherty. What do you, you know, the other night he pitched and he, he actually pitched really well, but he hasn't pitched well at all. Is that about right? Yeah, that was his best start since 2019. So there's no no question. He needs to do it again. Now they have to go out and see if he can do it again. He's going to start Sunday against Kershaw. So that'll be a nice matchup for the, the final game of the series at, at Bush. And, uh, you know, it's a big start for him. He's, you know, this is a big year for him. He's a free agent at the end of the year. He wants a contract, whether he stays here or goes somewhere else. He wants to be a, a pretty lucrative long-term deal. And he's got to pitch better for that to happen. So I think for some of the frustration that he's had has been his own internal frustration that he wasn't making the pitches that he needed to make. So I, I'm curious to see now that he has a really good start under his belt he knows he can do it again he knows that he, you know what it takes to be successful at that level can he repeat that success on sunday against uh, against kershaw now isn't matt's going tonight uh he's Correct. been uh having no luck at all i mean he hasn't won a game no, and I think, I, if I remember right, the Cardinals have a one, maybe have won one game that he started this year. It hasn't been very good. I, yeah, the one in Boston. So um, he needs to pitch well, too. Yeah, I mean, they invested a lot of money in him a year ago, and he you know, missed most of last year because of injury. So he's a guy that, uh, that they think can, can be a good pitcher, can help him out. Again, not a number one type starter, but he could be a, a depth guy at the back of the rotation. Him and Montgomery, you know, is the next guy in the rotation that had now has gone like eight starts in a row without the team winning. So, as I say, they still have, you know, they're pitching better, but some of those guys still haven't found a way to, to break through the win column. So, last year, if I remember uh, correctly, when the Cardinals got Montgomery, he pitched great for him, uh, you know, like stunningly down the stretch. He was amazing. And then this year, it's been the exact opposite, hasn't it? What is his? No, he, uh, hasn't, he hasn't been as bad as he. 
Yeah, he hasn't been as bad as his record indicates. I think he's three of the games that he's lost, the Cardinals were shut out in the game. So, I mean, he's given up, I think, only a couple games that he's started as well, more than three runs, but they just haven't scored when he's pitching in the, in the game. It seems like, you know, every year you look at every pitching staff, there's one guy like that that just kind of runs into bad luck where it's the night that he pitches. You know, he pitched the night after they scored 18 runs the other night and they got two, you know. So, I mean, that's just that kind of the luck of the draw. So, we'll see what happens. Like with Mass tonight, the night after they scored 16 runs, we'll see what uh, what he can what he can do tonight. Night, but it's uh, I don't think they're down on Montgomery at all. I think he's still been a very solid pitcher for them, just kind of run into some tough luck. So talk to me about uh, the bullpen, Helsley, uh, Verhagen. Like, uh, how has the bullpen uh, been doing? Basically, those two guys have been doing their job. Everybody else has struggled a, a bit at the beginning of the year here. Yeah, Hicks has been kind of inconsistent, but he's been better lately so that's obviously a guy that they need as a setup role same thing with Gallegos he's had a couple of moments that weren't that good but I think by and large he's pitched pretty well you know they've struggled with the left-handed guys out of the bullpen Cabrera got rocked again last night with the home run so um you know, Zach Thompson has been one of their better left-handed relievers they sent him down to Memphis so they could stretch him out as a starter uh so uh They've got some work to do in the bullpen as well. But I think part of the problem with the bullpen will get stabilized a little bit if the starting pitching gets better. They've been asked to cover an awful lot of innings because the starting pitchers really don't go very deep into the ballgames. If they go into get into the sixth inning, that's really kind of a, a luxury for them. So that, I, I think as they get some more better performances out of the starting pitchers, get them going a little deeper in ballgames, I think that'll kind of help settle, settle down the bullpen a little bit. Uh, they have to be happy with Gorman, right, the way he's been yeah. hitting home runs? Even in spring training, Ali Marmol, the manager, said he looks like a totally different player. Obviously, he hit one last night off a left-hander, the first off rise, the first left-handed homer he's uh, he's hit in his career. So, yeah, he's he's just been terrific. I would say he's playing at an all-star caliber level. I mean, he's right up there with the league leaders in RBIs and and on-base percentage, and as well as as well with the uh, RBIs. He's really been pretty much a platoon player. It's not been until the last couple of days it's actually started against a left-handed pitcher. So, yeah, they're they're overwhelmed with how well he's played. Now, what's the story been with DeJong? Uh, kind of up and down. He's got six homers, but what has happened with him? Well, you know, he's one of those guys that's really, really struggled. I mean, all-star in 2019, and then just seemed suddenly lost it. You know, he, he had problems with COVID in 2020 and just nearly never. Then he got hurt. And he just, you know, the last few years were really, really struggles. I mean, he had to go back to the minor leagues and try to find himself. And I think he was just so lost and so searching for uh, for how to get out of it that you just didn't know if he would be able to do that. And he finally, last winter, kind of had the, the uh, crossover point, I think, where some of the work he was putting in with the, this training staff down in Florida clicked and he changed his swing changed his approach i think changed his mental outlook out everything and, and then unfortunately he gets hurt in spring training so he can't you know act on all of the things that he did over the winter and then finally he, he kind of got now to the point where they're giving him a chance to play and and he's he's played he's played much better I mean, he's gone through a little bit of a slump lately but i think he's he's they would uh, be very pleased if he could continue to play the way that he's played you know since he came back up uh, the middle of april if they could continue to get that performance out of him the rest of the season i think they'd be very happy so they play the Dodgers uh, for three more, and then they go to Cincinnati, yeah. I think, for four. And then uh, after that, they, they're in Cleveland for three after that. So it's a seven-game trip right before they come back to St. Louis. Yes. Yeah, so, and they, you know they've been in a tough, been in a tough stretch of games. So this will, you know, against Cincinnati and Cleveland, will be kind of a little bit of a, a breather, I think, for them the way they've been playing some of these other tough teams. So, I mean, uh, what's your thoughts overall on the way things have played out so far in the Central with the Pirates yeah, uh, I, starting hot, then they went ice cold, 
Milwaukee passed them. They lead them by a game. And it's Cubs, Reds, Cards, and last, but they're only six back. The way they're playing, you have to feel like it's only a matter of time before they get really into the thick of it and catch up uh, in the division and mean business. Am I crazy? Yeah. No, I, th I still think they're going to win the division. I, I still think they're the best team in the division. I don't know. I would have said that when they were in the middle of that of that eight-game losing streak. But the way they played since then, I've come out of that, and you see positive signs like we mentioned with some of the guys we talked about. I, I just think they still have too much talent. I thought they had too much talent when they were going through that losing streak to really kind of continue that way for a long time. But this just seemed like everything that could go possibly go wrong for them that first month of the season did. And it's all always magnified when you struggle at the beginning of a season, more so than maybe in June or July or August when you have more games under your belt so that was part of the problem as well but I, I think that you know they're gonna they're not gonna necessarily hit seven home runs a night or score 16 or 18 runs a night but they've got enough of offense to carry uh, a pitching staff if they can get by with good consistent starting pitching and only give up three or four runs a game i think they'll win a lot more games than they lose i think it'll be interesting to see them and the brewers i'm a big pirate fan so I, i'm hoping for the best i gotta go to church more i gotta light more candles i gotta do a lot more praying Rob, always good to see you. Thanks for catching us up on the Cardinals. We'll see you again down the road a little bit. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the Dodgers series. Thanks, my pleasure. You too. Thanks for having me. My man, Rob Rains, St. Louis, sportspage.com, covers the Cardinals and is a regular on uh, Coast to Coast when we can catch up with him. Back at Oak Hill, Carver High, uh, Corey Connors has the lead. Scheffler is human. He had a bogey. Uh, he did finally have a bogey, which is uh, good to see if you're trying to chase him down. Me and you were talking about that long par putt that Connors had on the previous hole where we were saying he left a lot of meat on the bone. He drained that, Scotty. Uh, did Corey he? Connors drained. Yes, he did. That's why he is still sitting at five under right now. That was on eight, I believe. Uh, so Connors continues to roll. Keegan Bradley is now one back at four under climbing the board here let's go keegan yeah and it's it's raining again and the thing is i would have missed that connor's putt for sure that little 15 footer i would have missed that i would have uh, three putted that green i would have been swearing it probably would have thrown off the next hole too i would have had another maybe a double on the hole afterwards because i would have been so mad and swearing and distracted and not focused and you would have taken advantage of me there uh, and picked up a skin. It's unbelievable. Carver High always gambling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure... 
Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. Well, uh, Carver High, I can't even fathom that we're going to uh, finally have a chance to speak of the Nuggets. Five-point win over the Lakers last night. Thank God I had the Lakers in five and a hook. Uh, about time I hit a bet. I am going to uh, hold off till the top of the hour with the Nuggets because I did want to let you know an unfortunate uh, passing today uh, in the world of sports is just what? moments ago. Uh, this has come down uh, through the wire. Jim Brown, Scotty, of course, oh, no. uh, legendary Pro Football Hall of Famer, uh, left at the peak of his career uh, to go be an actor, prominent civil rights advocate, uh, passes away at 87 today, Scotty. Jim Brown. Uh, that's just awful news. And uh, so many memories of him as an actor, Carver High yes. that stood out. He's before our time playing football, uh, just barely before my time, but uh, certainly not uh, before his time in Hollywood with all of his movie roles. Uh, I thought he was fantastic. Uh, this is, you know, some people believe the greatest uh, football player ever. You know, there's people that have said that he's the man, he's the GOAT. Uh, and then, you know, time passes and uh, then they give it to Tom Brady uh, because of all those rings he's got. Uh, boy, did that guy do damage when he ran the football. I'll tell you what, that's a horrible uh, bit of news that you broke on the show today. Way to suck the life out of the room. <laughs> I mean, just... I'm sorry. <laughs> that was the end uh, of that and like, show. And, and like you say, uh, me, really, I, I only know, obviously, from him as an actor. I, he was way before my time playing. But people always said, I mean... He was Barry Sanders before Barry Sanders. Like, that was like, we all saw Barry and how great he was. Like, obviously, back when Jim played, he didn't get the, there wasn't social media or barely television or anything else. Jim Brown could roll, man, uh, out there on the field. Barry Sanders was the most incredible running back we ever saw, but I just can never get over the fact that he quit. I just, I didn't like that. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure... Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor.